Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't you dare even start with that <laughs> shit, okay? Oh, my God. Um, how's your week been? How you doing? <laughs> Uh, I realized we record this just to just to pull back the curtain a bit for people <laughs> right at the afternoon slump. Like this is when my body is deciding I don't want to be uh, conscious. And this, this is when we decide <laughs> to record this podcast. So that's the energy I'm typically bringing, which is true today. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a strategic thing on our part. Sure, sure. Get me when my brain is firing at its least efficient. Just so I might slip up and say something perhaps funny, perhaps offensive. That's how comedy works. (laughs) Yeah. I also had to go to a notary today, which is stupid. Wow. That sounds so adult. Yeah. I just like, I don't need someone with a stamp to tell me who I really am. (laughs) Oh, just because you went to stamp school. Now you get the permission to say this is really you. Grow up. Uh, Let me be whoever I want to be. (laughs) anyway how is your week going you know i'm pretty much in the same boat as you we'll get into in the chasers but i'm like for the first time in my life i'm really really sorry to say this in in it's like hard to actually say i'm enjoying working out oh god (laughs) i know i really it's really upsetting but the thing is i'm so much more tired in the afternoon 
And I have been sleeping better, which is so annoying that it's actually working like that, where I've been sleeping better because I have been exercising in the morning. But I am very much feeling the afternoon slump right now is what I'm trying to say, because like you don't want to really drink caffeine at this point, because then I will not be able to sleep well. Right. So it's a sick cycle and we should be napping. But instead, what are we doing? Making a beautiful (laughs) podcast for all of you. You are welcome. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Let this be a lesson that no matter how you're feeling, you can still hit record and um, broadcast your inner thoughts to the world, even though you should probably be keeping it to your goddamn self. (laughs) And on that note, what are we doing on today's episode? Well, we're going to kick things off, as always, with Worst Things First, where I chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. A lot of crazy stories this week. After that, we're diving deep into the horrors. Horrors of quarantining with someone else. Oh, you thought I was going to sit here and have a Valentine's deep dive where I complain about living alone? Joke's on you, because I'm absolutely thriving. (laughs) Don't I sound like it? And you're the ones who need to bitch about being around people who aren't Roombas. Yes, this deep dive will be a cry for help, as most of our episodes are, but this one more than most. And finally, we've got best friends, podcasters, and complaining enthusiasts, Jade and XD on the pod. We get into the power of letting your negativity flag fly, dating during the pandemic, Leah Remini being a perfect podcast guest, and if you can believe it, so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Worst things first, let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, authorities in France responded to reports of a curfew violation and then proceeded to break up an 81-person warehouse orgy. Oh. (laughs) I didn't even know orgies went up to that many people. Oh, my goodness. I also don't know, like, what counts as an orgy and what counts as, like... At what point does a party become an <laughs> Your look of confusion. I, I think when everyone starts fucking. Right. I mean, okay. So, okay. I know what an orgy is. Okay. I'm just talking about the gray area where it's like, if you're in a party, we're like, okay, maybe everyone is just, is it when everyone gets naked? Right. Also, is it like, is it that it was supposed to be an orgy or it just kind of like happened? Right. Or it's like a rave where like a couple of people are having are doing the deed. Right. I think when they state 81 people, 81 persons, that is not a mistake. Also, I think it's very clear we've never been invited to a party. (laughs) Which, frankly, I'm fine with. I mean, I just don't think I would thrive in a group setting. I feel like I'm very much a I'm a diva. I need to be the star. I need to be the center (laughs) of attention. Granted, there are situations in which a one person is the center of attention and that's its own type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to state for the record that I said that we were never invited to a party, just period. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just that assumed well. that we were on the topic of orgies. So I went ahead and, and staked my <laughs> uh, my view on being personally invited to an orgy. But who knows after this year? Who knows how how opinions might change? What what world we might emerge into? And this I mean, yeah, this this took place recently, right? Like amidst the pandemic. 
Yeah, this story, by the way, was from like today as of this recording. So uh, I don't think they broke it up today because it was a nighttime thing. But yeah, Mm. I also assume this was in Paris, like right outside of Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just assume like that that's what happens in a French warehouse. Like what else do you think they're making in there? Like cheese? No. So police responded to the party at 9 p.m., which was three hours after France's coronavirus curfew. So I guess they have doing the math here, not to get all nerd, 6 p.m., a 6 p.m. curfew. (laughs) Uh, I guess they weren't legally able to enter the warehouse until 11 p.m. I'm guessing they like didn't have a warrant for two hours. Sure. Or or it's like then it becomes a noise complaint. Oh, mm, uh, maybe I would Who imagine knows? of any European country that France would, would prioritize the freedom to fuck and, and have an orgy unimpeded Absolutely. by the authorities. Absolutely. Yeah. An investigator said uh, the event was in breach of. Oh, I should do an accent. Yeah, of course. The event was in breach of the curfew. And there were, there were also problems with the masks and the social distancing. The masks, you just sound like you were from Chicago. You're just like, do we have problems with the masks? <laughs> How but, do you say masks in a French accent? Fuck if I know. I'm not French. Yeah, I do. I do love that they were like, yeah, there were problems with masks and social distancing at the 81 person orgy. <laughs> Next, a British man nearly passed out in his kitchen after a thick envelope arrived to his house containing paperwork showing that while drunk, he had, in fact, legally changed his name to Celine Dion. (laughs) Hero, hero, hero. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I love that he nearly passed out. That was a direct quote. From joy. (laughs) Yeah. The man said he was a uh, Celine super fan. And uh, I guess he had too much to drink while watching a Celine Dion concert from home. This was over the holidays now. Mm-hmm. And so he drunkenly filled out all the paperwork online. He paid uh, the 89 pound fee to officially change his name. <laughs> and then just yeah, weeks later, the envelope showed up saying, here's here's your new legal name. I there's so many things about this that I love. One that he was wasted enough to like make this decision and follow through, but two that like in his wasted state was sober enough to fill out all that paperwork correctly. Right. I can barely it took me it took me like th- 30 minutes just to f- fill out the paperwork I had to fill out today to go to the notary. <laughs> I like there you know that like the inner sober person was so excited about changing their name to Celine Dion that they were like, you're going to get through this drunkenness and you're going <laughs> to do it correctly and you're going to make it happen for Celine. Like, oh, I'm drunk. I'm going to I'm going to change my name to Celine Dion. Who would you change your name to? Oh, my God. Curious I George. Think... <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> It says that you're a hairy ape. Oh, thank you so much. Man, I don't know who I would... Oh, probably one of the cats from Cats the Musical. Right. Um, What's the railway cat's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I said that, I can't remember a a single cat from any of them. (laughs) Mr. Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles. Yes, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that would be... um, My my first name would be Mr. Middle name, Barbara Jean. Last name, Mistopheles. (laughs) 
Anyway, this guy, 30 years old, said uh, he's a hospitality manager. I don't care. My initial concern was how on earth do I tell the HR department at work that I need to change my email footer? And now I'm thinking it could be a great way to get backstage. I'm just praying I don't get pulled over by the police for anything. That could get awkward. More (laughs) annoyingly, I've paid for eight extra certificates to prove (laughs) that I changed my name. And they're 10 pounds each. (laughs) Uh, Doubling down in your drunken state. This is literally the beginning of Schitt's Creek. Also, it's like you could. (laughs) This is for a joke. You could have just said you bought it. Why did you actually buy it? Oh, my goodness. I love it. And finally, hot news coming out of California this week. Six people were arrested in L.A. after scaling the Hollywood Hills and changing the Hollywood sign to read Holly Boob. Like, yes, what a beautiful teenage prank idea that they brought to fruition. Yeah, I just love that, like, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Everybody is mentally checked out weeks (laughs) ago, if not months ago. And uh, we've completely reverted back to just seventh grade humor. I mean, who hasn't driven by the Hollywood sign, seen it and thought it's very close to Holly Boob? Not going to lie. I had the same reaction to, like, the Statue of Liberty as I did to the Hollywood sign. Both fairly underwhelming, at least from far away. Right. You grow up thinking, oh, these are like huge. Same as like, I imagine Mount Rushmore because I'll never go to North Dakota or whichever (laughs) one, South Dakota. The point is very, very, very underwhelming structures that are representative of the United States of America. Anyway, six people were arrested last week in L.A. after scaling the Hollywood Hills and changing the Hollywood sign to read Holly Boob. They shouldn't be arrested. They should be given the keys to the goddamn city. <laughs> yeah. So they draped a giant B over the W with a giant drape, you know, yeah. and then uh, they put a white dash over uh, over the D to make a second B. So it says Holly Boob. According to police, the, oh, the prankster said it was for, to, for breast cancer awareness. Mm, yes. But yes. like, was it? <laughs> that <laughs> seems like something you would say after you got caught for changing the Hollywood sign to be a Holly boob. That's what I would change my name to. Holly, Holly boob. Holly boob. One name? Like, is that a first and last name? Or is yeah, that definitely. Your... No, okay. no. First and last name is just Holly boob. Oh, like a share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. LAPD observed five men and one woman. <laughs> Typical. There's always a woman. <laughs> they were caught on video surveillance at 1.15 in the afternoon. <laughs> which I honestly respect at this point. You're that brazen to change a, like an incredibly visible iconic sign in the middle of the day. Even you, if you want people to see it. What if they they did in the middle of the night and then first thing in the morning, someone notices, takes it down. Where's the fun in that? True. You want to let your work shine. I mean, also, it was only up for like minutes, if that, because they were spotted. But on the internet, minutes can mean years. That's true. I mean, we're talking about it. So clearly it worked. And Mm -hmm. now everyone is aware of breast cancer. So you're welcome. (laughs) Um, A police helicopter responded and they were able to just watch them go back down the hill 
Which I I also love that the police helicopter was like, we're not going to land in <laughs> and arrest you. We're going to wait until you hike all the way back down. <laughs> then we'll arrest you. you. You'd have to put in the work to get arrested. Also, like, they probably thought it was funny. And they were like, we don't want to have it taken down right away. Right. They were all uh, arrested and cited with misdemeanor charges of trespassing because technically nothing was damaged. So there was no actual vandalism. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want even more Worst Things First stories, the ones that were unceremoniously cut from this week's episode, you can subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash for that and so much more. And next up, we're diving deep into all the chaos that comes with quarantining with someone else. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. So here we are. We continue to be haunted by the looming specter of an infectious demon that is destroying us slowly from the inside, breaking our bodies and our spirits, reminding us that we are fundamentally, utterly alone in this world. Am I right? (laughs) Am I talking about coronavirus? No, I'm talking about a different virus. The virus of Valentine's Day. Harsh words. Valentine's Day, you have 24 hours to respond. (laughs) Yeah, arguably much worse Valentine's Day, I would say, than a pandemic, right? Because a pandemic only happens once every 100 years. Valentine's Day, once every 12 months. Wow. And there's monuments to it and a fucking CVS. I have to be reminded of it every day. Like, I can go about my day going from my couch to my my bathroom to my bedroom, not even thinking about coronavirus. Really? <laughs> no, that's a lie. <laughs> but I'm constantly reminded of Valentine's Day. Now, yeah, I would argue this Valentine's Day, the pressure is is off or less than it usually is. Because mm-hmm. like in normal years, society is always like, oh, if you, if you don't find a date for Valentine's Day, you're a loser. And, and you should drive off a cliff. Mm-hmm. That's what they say every mm-hmm. year. But this year, spending Valentine's Day by yourself is actually... An act of heroism. Wow. Deep. Yeah. So even though the pressure is off this year and like spending Valentine's Day alone is totally allowed and encouraged uh, this year, obviously some people not naming names might be bitter or dare I say jealous of people in relationships who, who've gotten a shack up with their Valentines uh, in the midst of all of this the whole time. So today for those bitter, jealous people who are definitely not me, I figured we'd dive deep into the worst parts about being in a couple right now. I, I, I'm just guessing. I am a little nervous that um, this is all going to be based off of me and Alex, <laughs> <laughs> as you have seen us as a couple <laughs> during this. True, true. No, but mostly this is a deep dive to make me feel better about being single in this moment. Even though I am heroic and I am keeping my germs entirely to myself, um, you know, I, I still need to be assuaged, which is an SAT word, even though I never took the SAT. Wow. Did you take the SAT? No, I took the ACT. Same. Because we are Midwestern substandard. 
Okay, first, I'll just start by saying living with someone else right now seems like it's horrible <laughs> because you've been trapped with another person. But worst of all, when you order food, this is my biggest concern. When you order food, you run the risk of someone taking your stuff. Okay, when I order a Chinese feast, for one, I don't have to worry about anybody else sticking their chopsticks into my little white box which is what I call my vagina. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, oh, that's so great that I have someone I love and I get to have sexual relations with. Okay, have fun splitting an egg roll with, uh, with one other person, you piece of shit. <laughs> I can have all the egg rolls all to myself. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great consolation prize? <laughs> <laughs> I also love that in this e example, um... You are still ordering for you one, even though one. someone is you there. Have to get one egg roll. <laughs> like couples are not allowed to order more than one egg roll. You have to share. <laughs> in this fantasy of mine that I've created to make myself feel better, everybody else in a couple orders one egg roll and they have to split it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will say that Alex was driving home from Boston uh, the other week, and um, he had. I'm sorry, it's just it's just like pretty emotional. Um, <laughs> She sure, came sure. home and then the next morning told me I had a chocolate chip cookie that I was saving for you. And then I ate it in the car because I was hungry. Uh, and I was like, uh, one, you didn't have to tell me. No, I could have gone my whole life not knowing about this cookie. But now that I know about the cookie and I know that yeah, you're eating away at him and I interrogated him. He did have sunflower seeds in the car that he could have eaten. But no, he went for the cookie. So something like that is it is harmful and it is not OK. So I when it when it comes to sharing f cookies, particularly, that's a no for me. Yeah, I do want to say I was actually legitimately mad at Alex. Um, <laughs> we like didn't get in a fight, but I was deeply, deeply angry with him. <laughs> over the cookie. Yes. Was it like a quality cookie? Apparently so. I wouldn't know because I didn't get to have it. <laughs> Next, God forbid you actually cook something and then you have to split that with someone. Like that seems like, okay, I'm cooking. I'm doing all of this work. I'm putting in all of this effort, all this energy, all this money, frankly. Wow. And now I have to split it with someone else? No, I'm I'm a big, big fan of whoever cooks doesn't have to do the cleanup. So that's, that is the other thing that's how you yeah. pay for it. Oh, that's going to be a, yeah, this, that's actually a plus in the, in the couples column mm. because every time I cook, it's like, yeah, I get all of the food to myself, but also I have to do all of the grunt work of cleaning up right. and putting it in the dishwasher and pr pushing on. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I would say in a couple, you lose the right to complain about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> I'm the one with the difficult problems and you're the one who has someone else who can do everything for you. So mm -hmm. actually, I'm better. <laughs> Let's see. Next, there's always someone around who will judge you if you go several days without a shower and or bath. Now, mm. of course, this is highly dependent on the type of relationship that you have because some people are just kind of adding to one another's filth. 
Yeah. And if that's you, then great, I guess. I mean, have fun living in absolute filth. Especially this year when you're trapped with someone else, you are like constantly aware of someone else's hygiene and someone else is constantly aware of yours. And I don't have to think about that. I just Mm -hmm. get to live empty brained in my filth hole with only my own judgment to cast upon myself. Which, Which is honestly, frankly enough. Yeah, does the work of at least four. Next! You can't just blast your pornography at full volume at <laughs> any time of day. Again, depends on what type of relationship you have <laughs> and what your living arrangement is. But I like living in the freedom, living in the knowledge. And of course, if you're in a relationship, you might <laughs> you might not rely on these visuals uh, <laughs> as, as, as much as someone who's not. But the point is... I have freedom. Mm. I have freedom to do to do whatever I want at any time of day. And I don't have to worry about anybody's judgment. I don't have to worry about turning the volume down Mm-mm. or about or about reining in my inhibitions. <laughs> I live like a cave animal and there's nothing to stop me. You have to compromise far too much in a relationship. And do you know who I have to compromise with right now? Who? God. (laughs) I don't know. Absolutely fucking nobody. I don't have to worry about shit. I don't have to barter with anybody Mm. over, oh, we have to turn the light out because I'm trying to sleep. Stop giggling at your memes all night while I'm trying to fall asleep. You woke me up because you were laughing at another tweet (laughs) at three in the morning. Guess what? Now I can wake up and be wide-eyed and jittery at three in the morning, laughing at my tweets without anybody's judgment. I don't have to compromise over anything. And finally, um, you're really losing out on some really precious wallowing by yourself time. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. because right now everybody is trapped together. You're all stuck in the same houses or apartments with your significant others. And sometimes, you know, you just need to go into a room, shut the door, get under a sheet and wallow by yourself. And sorry, couples, but you're, 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 you just can't do it. Like us single people Mm -mm. can No, as hard as you might try. We got the self-wallowing down way better than you, so eat my ass. Because even if the significant other is, like, out for a bit or, like, in the other room, you always know that there's a countdown clock that they are coming back. (laughs) And that just completely interrupts the the in-the-moment wallow. Right. Anyway, in all seriousness, I do hope everybody who is in a couple right now or a relationship, you know, everybody take their time, get your get your alone time in, go for a fucking walk, go to Target. That's my that's my escape for myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say for the record that um, I have a very healthy and good relationship and we live very well (laughs) together. So it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, we're all doing super well everybody's healthy (laughs) and that's it for this week's deep dive next up we got jade and xd on the pod right after this commercial break hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. My guest complainers today are Jade and XD, best friends, purveyors of negativity and chaos. Know us. Content creators, hosts of the podcast Jade and XD, uh, aka The Blackest Show About Nothing. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you both. I mean, purveyors of negativity and chaos. That is that is the vibe of this show. Yeah, and we wear that title proud too. You know what I mean? I think we're in alignment. I really do. I really think we are. I does feel like that is just the world right now. So it, it's fitting. It's that fitting part. for every. I, I, that's the mood. I can't tell if we are matching the mood of everybody else or if everybody else is just kind of finally caught up to to our moods this whole time. They're definitely catching up to us. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on, Matt? You know, you're both in New York also, Uh, right? Just me. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Where are you? Yeah, I moved to L.A. in July. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to to have too much judgment in that. Oh, Oh, no, it's totally (laughs) fine. You can you can have all that judgment because I, too, have the same judgment. Same. I was going to say that we we could commiserate over the fact that it has been a miserable week in New York so far, but you are enjoying the kind of L.A. bliss. You would think, but I haven't been outside in days. Um, You know, the sun is still out, maybe, but so is Rona. So I'm, you know, perfectly in right, right, where everybody should be. Yeah, and that is true. I'm as I as I said that, I realized, you know, LA is is getting hit pretty hard right now. So uh, not the greatest place, I imagine. Oh, not at all. There's people still down at the Grove without masks and with their like (laughs) strawberry rhubarb like power juice or something like oh my god it's fun like oh i hate them <laughs> right yeah the strawberry rhubarb smoothie in in normal times is is grounds for screaming it only belongs in a pie not a smoothie <laughs> y'all be doing too much but uh, you you've been right here with the snow with me matt I know. We're going through it. This has been one of the first times. I know it's, I'm sure people are fascinated to hear us talk about the weather, even though I did bring it up myself. <laughs> but um, I feel like people should know the rest of the country. Like, I'm from the Midwest. And when I moved to New York, 
every single year that I've been in New York, there was the storm of the century. Every year they would call for the storm of the century. It's going to be horrible. And then it's like a couple inches of snow or whatever. And this has been the first time where it's been like, okay, kind of lived up to the hype. We got like a, we got hit pretty good. How long you been here? Um, eight, nine years. Okay. So you missed, what was that? 2010 XD? Yeah. Woo, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It took me six hours to get home and I lived in Brooklyn and I only was working in the Lower East Side. So it wasn't that far. I lived right over the Williamsburg Bridge. So it was, it took me six. It was so bad. bad. It was so bad, Matt. Like, oh, it was so so bad. bad. But anyway, let's talk about other bad things. We don't want to inundate your listeners with snow. (laughs) Right. Well, I I usually start with what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? I don't know if you want to take turns or if you have a collective answer. Oh, no, we have a collective answer for you. (laughs) Yeah, we hate everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You name it. We'll find a reason why we hate it. Because it's so much easier to hate things, really, than it is to like things. People (laughs) lie and say it's the other way around. It really is. Scallops specifically for me, though. I hate scallops. Okay. Yeah. Is is there a a specific kind of moment that turned you against scallops? A scarring traumatic moment? No, they're just, they are the testicle of the sea. um, (laughs) And they are sweet. (laughs) They taste like imitation crab meat, actually. They're They're delicious. They're not delicious. Uh, they taste like imitation crab meat and I fucking hate imitation crab meat. So I'm sorry. Can I say fuck? Oh yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when it comes to scallops, because I would, I would hard agree. Yeah. Oh, you don't like scallops either? Oh, no. Okay, here, this is one of those things where I'm going to, I'm going to admit my like bias towards scallops without, this is just like me projecting bias on, I've never had scallops is what I'm trying to say, but I don't like them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like them out of of spirit. I I hate them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm just not. You can get them wrapped in bacon. Okay, I'm listening now. Let's see. Generally speaking, I'm opposed to a, a, a situation where it's you have to disguise it under something else. Because now you're just kind of Trojan horsing a scallop into my body. Exactly. But that's anything, though. You can you can Trojan horse, like, when's the last time you, like, willingly had tofu that was just raw? And like, you know what? I'm just going to have tofu. You have to trick me or trick you right. to, or to believe that it's edible. Yeah. So I used to watch um, Hell's Kitchen, the Gordon Ramsay show. And scallops were one of his, like, staple menu mm-hmm. items. I think it just scarred me that that was the food that he would scream at people over. It was like that and risotto that are are terrifying to me now. Risotto. I hate risotto as well. How do you hate rice? (laughs) It's not rice. It's wet. It's liquid. How have we not had this discussion before? I'm sorry. sorry. We're not on our show right now, friend. We on Matt's show. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I mean, this is is a show to air our grievances and to figure out specifically what we hate. So, I mean, if this is where we discover that risotto is what tears your friendship apart, then (laughs) we have to ride with it. What? Not you being messy. (laughs) (laughs) I hate risotto. I hate gnocchi. And I hate scallops. Those three things. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. You like gnocchi? That's so interesting. It's potato. No, it's not. (laughs) It's like potato and dough. Like, no? It is literally little dough balls soaked in sauce. 
That's dumplings. Who hates who hates dough? I don't hate dumplings. I hate gnocchi. I think I agree too. There's just like a little too much mush in there sometimes. We're splitting hairs here. But you can keep that nasty ass gnocchi. <sighs> I don't want it. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Your tensions are high. I get it. We're talking about some sensitive subjects. (laughs) Don't mind Uh, us. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with the attitude of of generally despising everything. Negativity is, you know, um, it's in style right now. Sometimes I feel like I have to kind of talk myself into justifying being negative as a good thing of like, I'm getting... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> both of you, if, you know, for people who are only listening, both of you had a kind of visceral reaction to me, <laughs> even implying that negativity <laughs> is a bad habit. No. <laughs> Don't let nobody bully you, Matt, into not expressing your negativity. Don't let that happen. Mm-hmm. Let the negativity flag fly. I am. I'm all for that. Yeah. Well, how has the year been? How has how has quarantine been? I've I've sort of considered us to be in one long lockdown. Some people I I'm realizing have considered us to be in several separate lockdowns. I'm in one long lockdown club. Yeah, we're on season two. We're on season two. I thought we were still on season one. Well, I consider season two. Like we got a new producer and stuff, you know. Right, right. We got a new director at the helm of this pandemic. So, you know, season two, you know. Right. Oh, I think it's one big long long lockdown, personally. And how how has it been? How you're 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 still here. We're still cooking. We breathing. I'm here. I'm I am a virtual uh, school parent mm-hmm. or I don't even know if I said that right but it doesn't matter uh, but yeah I you got, get the yeah. gist and you know working from home and shit so it's it's pretty ghetto <laughs> um, tensions are high my citizen app be popping so clearly the streets are on fire I had to delete the citizen app I couldn't take it anymore it's stressful I don't know how you all do it I told XD I had to keep it because it was one day that I got a notification that uh, somebody had a tiger in their apartment in Flatbush. <laughs> and I I was like, okay, well, I will never get this off of my motherfucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to see what's going on. <laughs> so I keep the Citizen app. How did you two meet? What is your friendship meet cue and kind of the origins of your podcast? Ooh, that's a good question. Jade and I met at a food place. <laughs> randomly we were um, meeting a mutual friend we just didn't know each other and I had saw her and she came up to our group and I was with a group of people who were all Mm -hmm. negative as well but it was a batch of bougie bitches (laughs) and Jay goes y'all here for so-and-so we're like yeah she's like all right cool and then she doesn't say anything for a, a long time because she doesn't know who we are. And so our friend comes and, you know, we're greeting everybody. So all of a sudden she goes, do you go to Desire? Now, Desire was this little black gay um, barbecue spot that they used to have on 8th Street in the village. And I was like, you know, I go there on, a, on an occasion. You know, she was like, we should go. He had good energy. <laughs> yeah. After that, and that was like 10 years yeah. ago, well, almost 11, 11 years, years ago, ago now. Yeah. And what our podcast I I met a guy, he had an idea to do a podcast, 
and he wanted all four guys and I was like that's the worst idea ever like four male opinions is the worst shit ever let me tell you so (laughs) so Jade happened to live around the corner from me and she had just had a baby so I was like what you want to do and we've been trying to like push her into like media stuff because our friends at the read you know have always been like come on Jade you got to do stuff and whatever she was just like I don't like the internet (laughs) very fair (laughs) or people yeah, so on, on my birthday in 2014, we recorded our very first episode, and then we were there for two years, and then, you know, we decided to part ways, and Jade and XD became a thing in 2016. Well, I was going to ask if this year has, like, brought you closer together, but then you said that you moved across the country, so... Physically, yeah, we're not in the same mm-hmm. space, but we talk a lot more now, and... I think now because we are both in positions where, you know, she got a husband and I have my partner and, and, you know, it's like sometimes Mm -hmm. we just need a space to just, you know, outside of work and just like, girl, these men. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) It it works out like, you know, we just have a really, really good time. And I think that's just the nature of our show we just get together and laugh it is kind of like the the go in the closet and scream moment but you get to have another person to scream with (laughs) and a microphone to do it in i was just gonna say xd's been you know he's been around he was there through my whole pregnancy um when my husband would be at work he would be there with me taking me to run errands with the baby and so now she's super comfortable with him and um he sends Christmas gifts every year. So we, and we spent all the holidays together minus this, this year. Um, Mm -hmm. so we, we, we're still, still very close. Like the distance hasn't really done too much, which is nice. I thought it would, I was actually hating hard on his move. Um, really hard (laughs) said every fucked up thing I could about LA, but there he went and it actually didn't change anything. (laughs) So it was great. So I take it back. Kind of. And if anything, we grew. So it's, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I feel like this year, especially um, because everything is kind of happening virtually anyway, that like it's a good year to kind of adjust to that. Absolutely. Because it's still the pandemic. But nothing has, but yeah, nothing has changed between us. It's just we record remotely. And then there was times where we would record remotely when I was living in Brooklyn because I just didn't feel like going all the way over to Flatbush. So (laughs) from Bed-Stuy. So, you know. That is one advantage of not having to, uh, not having to to meet people in person is the, the dreaded, you know three change trains you have to go up the subway stairs down another set of subway stairs Listen, over the rats to, I used to date somebody who lived on 190th in Audubon and I lived all the way off of the J line at Myrtle Broadway so that was literally like a two hour commute and I'm like how do am I commuting two hours and we live in the right. same damn city <laughs> Yeah, I I've, I haven't complained about dating in a while only because, you know, dating is illegal <laughs> right now. But <laughs> complain, illegal. complain. Yeah, I used to get offended when someone was like, oh, that's too, you know, you're too far. And now I'm like, yeah, no, unless I can walk to your apartment, it's that's long distance and there's no way it's happening. So you ain't done no fraternizing in the penny, Matt? Uh... <laughs> No, I really haven't. I went on one pandemic date over the summer and um, it was interesting. It did not, uh, not a match. Okay. 
But I've been I've been pretty cautious about venturing out. Right. Because how do you navigate? It's hard to tell. Because, you know, as queer people, we got to we got to worry about like other stuff, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I got to deal with um, Rona <laughs> 678. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like. Because there's one thing, like, are you practicing safe sex? Like, and then it's like, are you practicing, like, social distancing? And then one of them are going to lie about something. So it's just like, I don't, how do you even, ugh, that's rough. Yeah, I, it's weird because it's like, normally my approach is like, I want to, if I match with someone on an app or whatever, when I try to get it off the app as quickly as possible so mm-hmm. we're not like wasting time being pen pals and then it's just mm-hmm. you know never never comes through but now it's That's like why. okay you want to try to talk to someone and kind of figure out what exactly their deal is and how safe they've been and like what their situation how, how seriously they're taking things it's just like so much more energy draining when i mm-hmm. my reserves are already running Far too low. (laughs) Right. Because you have to assume that if you're talking to one person on Tinder or whatever, you have to assume they're talking to at least three to five people on top of that. Okay. Well, you don't have to remind me of that. (laughs) Well, I'm just, I mean, this, I'm just just saying this could be you too, man. You know, you play it. So I'm just saying. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I definitely have three to five people lined up. Have a little bit of a happy hour. You know what I mean. <laughs> Dating, I, I don't know how you even navigate that. I feel like you would have to be like LOL ASL kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like instant <laughs> messenger. We go together on AIM before we even meet each other, you know? Right. At this point, I'm just sort of like swiping mindlessly. And if anything, now I'll like match with someone and I'm like, ugh, great. <laughs> Now I have to talk with them. <laughs> Not you mad about magic. <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> I got to have a conversation with this. Because it's just like on the one one case, it's just like shopping. And then it's like then it's like someone put something in my cart. And now I have to like either put it back or buy it. And it's just not. <laughs> OK, that's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. I haven't dated in so long. I don't even know how that would work out. See, I assume all the dating apps are just for sex. That's probably my own ignorance. I That comes from nowhere but myself. That's not necessarily untrue. Oh, okay. See? Because I'm like, how do you meet these people like this? And if that's what I was on there for in the panty, we'd have to show some test results. Right. Two kinds. And uh, come over here in your mask and we're just going to have to do this thing, you know, from the back. <laughs> 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 and then you gotta go right <laughs> no face-to-face contact at all no yeah. ain't no missionary and you could you could still get things done yeah and that's it ain't yeah. no missionary. i saw a tweet yesterday maybe with someone who said uh they they screenshot a text that they got from someone that they were sort of seeing and it said uh you're really great but i found someone else who just got vaccinated so i'm gonna go with them <laughs> The initial kind of slap in the face. <laughs> Once that passes, you're kind of like, well, mm, can't be mad. I I get it. <laughs> can't be mad. <laughs> you can't up, even though. take offense because it's like not. It's beyond your control. Oh, that's fucked up. I can't imagine. 
Uh, okay, different area of questioning. I was reading an interview that you both did, and I loved the quote that your dream guests outside of Beyonce for your podcast includes Leah Remini. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I would consider them in the same boat. Beyonce, <laughs> Leah Remini. <laughs> Why not? They both have bad bitch nails. It's, it's literally the same. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> they both know far more than they're telling us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jade and I have an affinity for all things um, cult Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, just because people are wild. You want to talk about negativity and chaos? Ooh, baby. I love dark shit. I'm like, ooh, this is some shit I would never do, but I've got to watch it because you motherfuckers are crazy. (laughs) 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 Yes, exactly. So Leah Remini is at the top because there's stuff about, you know, COS, Mm -hmm. the church that we won't dare say its name there's a there's a lot of stuff that there that i know that she can't say that we need to know right right yeah and you're in la now so you really you you have to be especially careful oh listen my doctor's office is right across the street from the campus have you ever looked into them i um i'm a little scared to venture too far even into research you should be yeah i haven't even really seen any of leah remini's series oh it's wonderful Oh, it's fabulous. It's great. She is bringing light to everybody. She even has a podcast now. She's letting people know that there are wild people out here. I think what it is, we don't like people who are taken advantage of, ultimately. Like, regardless of what entity it be, we don't like bullies, even though we are bullies. But I, <laughs> like, even like that, we just don't appreciate that. And so Leah Remini is literally exposing the bad guys. Like, there is no way you should be getting away with the heinous crimes that they do right. every day. <laughs> Leah Remini is a, you know, she's fierce for that. And we stand. I do love a good cult documentary, though. You've got to watch Going Clear. Right, right. And then we watched something else the other day with the Nexium people. Oh, right. The Vow. Mm-hmm. That one is just like 25 episodes long and it could have been like three. <laughs> It honestly could have been a, like a video on Vox. Give us a long YouTube video. Hit us with the highlights. That's fair. Yeah. I just like the point in the cult documentary where I'm like, I would absolutely have joined this cult. I'm way too gullible. I'm way too naive. Oh. I would be like, I I would have signed up for this. See, that's the reason I watched this shit. I'm like, now how the fuck did you get roped into this? <laughs> And here you are telling me I would have been the one roped right on into this. I'm just fascinated. That's why I, I, I have to watch them so I can figure out what the signs are and I know what to avoid. Stay woke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. I went to a school in Connecticut, one that won't be named, but it is very influenced by the Unificationist Church. Mm-hmm. AKA the Moonies. So they had an event where Reverend Moon came and it was the most wildest shit I have ever ever seen it was like if you would think like the pope was coming but if like the pope was dressed and looked like don ho so it was just kind of it was just this man who they revered mind you it was at my school and my school was it looked like a pothole they gustied it up i had never seen my school look like that all because of this man who they think is jesus they had like these pamphlets like encouraging people they were giving people food i would join if they gave me free food too look at you you and matt you and Matt right there in the audience talking about, woo, Mooney! 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> that is my threshold. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I'll call you. I'll whoever. You're the Pope now. Give me my my plate. I always ask people like, what's your price? How much can you be bought off? And a lot of those cults, you know, they highlight a the gullibility of people, but also like, well, what's the price and what's the payoff to give up everything? Right. Um, what an encouraging thought. <laughs> <laughs> Negativity chaos. It's a theme. <laughs> so uplifting. Um, okay. We have a, a game called Elaborate, which is um, some tweets of both of yours where you've expressed your displeasure of something and I'll just have you elaborate on them. Okay. Maybe we can also guess who said what. Okay. Um, this one I love. This is on topic. Um, we're all someone's swipe left, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Wait, wait, which one's the left? <laughs> I feel like I said that. That was XD who said this. Yeah, yeah. We all are someone's swipe left. I do love that. Um, yeah, this is uh, one of those uplifting negative thoughts of... <laughs> it's really summarizing the, the whole ethos here. We're all ugly to somebody. <laughs> yeah, we're all disgusting to someone. And that's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, cause my whole theory is this: like, listen, get off your high horse. You gotta humble your weave sometimes. Absolutely. Somebody's gonna swipe left on you, and it's gonna be okay. Right. Just as long as you continue to know that you are a bad bitch and you continue to own it. Per. Right. That was getting a little too positive, I think. O- almost <laughs> a little too encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> gotta reel it back oh i know i know i know oh oh gosh let me reel it back <laughs> yeah uh, that's why i do love seeing um like really hot people fail at stuff because i want to be reminded <laughs> that like even <laughs> even they me too you're one of us you're one of us <laughs> well i'm hot so i don't know i don't <laughs> <laughs> You watching for my demise? <laughs> You'd have no idea. Uh, okay, another tweet. Okay, what you got? Never leave me a voicemail. It will die cold and lonely. Yeah, probably XD. Oh, that's a jade of all jades. Oh, is that me? <laughs> oh, did I say that? Yeah, it is you. Because I actually check my voicemail. That, that was jade. I smoke a lot of weed. I don't remember anything I say. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be a good time. <laughs> I did love one of the other interviews I was reading. Um, you both talk about your creative process, which sounds like it was it's just smoke a lot of weed and see what notes come out and and make sure you write it down. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't forget it when it comes time to record. Absolutely. Which honestly, I relate to. Are you cannabis friendly? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, this show is 420 friendly. Oh, it is. <laughs> um, I as have is been my household. waiting. <laughs> 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 Incredible. Right. Oh no, it's only three o'clock. I was gonna say we're almost coming up on the hour. Oh baby, that don't matter. I did I started that at eleven o'clock this morning. <laughs> don't even <laughs> I can't Right. Maybe I don't have like the right strains, but like I can't in the middle of the day or else I just absolutely would get nothing done. Not just today, but like for the next several days. Oh, honey. We're going to have a consultation. We need to get you into some sativas to get you working. Right, right. Yeah, we'll get you working through. There are some strains that'll get you, you know, where you need to be. It's like better than coffee sometimes, you know? That's what I need. Uh, I, I haven't found my right kind of, my right combination. We're going to work it out. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. We're going to talk off air. 
All right, I'm listening. I'm receptive to this. But yes, voicemails. The technology of iPhones recording and typing and transcribing what someone leaves is like a godsend. I don't like it. I hate it. Because there's no way I'm lifting the phone to my ear and listening to someone who's <laughs> left a message for me. I have 165 voicemails right now. Oh, my oh gosh. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. There's just no information that you could you could leave a message to me with that could not have been conveyed in some other way. Just text it. Thank you so much. An email, a text. You can send me a fucking message in a bottle. I hate voicemails and I don't want to hear them. I keep from my grandma. Right. But outside of that, everybody else can eat it. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, okay, we could do one more. Um, you know what's maddening outside of this quarantine stuff? McDonald's took away high C orange, and I'm still pissed about it. It's definitely XD. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Dude, how do you XD. take away the one thing? Because we're not even talk about how they took away all day breakfast. Because that just completely disappeared and nobody wanted to fucking talk about it. Oh, they took it away? Yes, girl. All day breakfast, they took it away. Oh, my goodness. They made such a big deal about rolling that out. I thought it was a thing. It was supposed to be. And then all of a sudden, before the panty, it just, it just, boop, disappeared. And all of a sudden, they called themselves being healthy by removing high sea orange. It's McDonald's. Let me tell you something. In the 90s, all black people went to McDonald's and got whatever they ate and a high sea orange with no ice. Filled to the brim. That's just what it was. And yeah. McDonald's has always had the best brand of high sea. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's a little crack in it. But it's delicious. No, it, it definitely has like crack or maybe fentanyl or something. I don't know. Maybe a little fentanyl. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> <But> <laughs> bring a little K2 in there. <laughs> but yeah, how dare they? How dare they? They know that we're over here struggling. It's just something small that could bring joy to tens and dozens of people. Absolutely. Myself included. I feel like this is a struggle that's not going to end. That's so fucked up. The, the fight continues. <laughs> And we'll we'll get them to listen and respond. Right. Hasn't there been something like a food place and they just discontinue something and like yeah. your whole world was shut down? Like that is negativity and chaos. Like, are you serious? It really is. Devastation. We're earth signs too, Matt. So we're like, we love food and comfort. So if you take away anything in our food and comfort, we are we are pissed. We are going to riot, honestly. I feel that more than anything. And I stand with you. In this, in this fight. <laughs> We're not going to insurrect, but we'll march, damn it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> uh, this was so much fun. Before I let you both go, um, where can people find you? You can find us everywhere at JadenXD on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find me at Jade of All Jades everywhere. Uh, I am a chef and cocktail curator, so I do... Um, food videos and cocktail videos, you know, for people to just kind of judge at home. You know, I'm not going to teach you how to make a burblok, but, <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you some things so you can spice up your palate a little bit more at home. So you can find me anywhere, Jade of All Jays and Jade and XD everywhere. And you can find me, Xavier Delo, everywhere and on my YouTube channel at The XD Experience. Uh, anything on everything. We have a good time over there. And, uh, and of course, you can listen to Jade and XD exclusively on Spotify every Friday. 
Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Well, there was so much we uh, we didn't get to, but um, we'll we'll have you back one day. I hope so. That would be a good time. Thank you for having us, Matt, with your fancy ass background. <laughs> thank you. This is all I have going for me. I really require compliments on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fabulous, honey. It's fabulous. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week? Well, lately I have been on a personal mission to clean out my personal email of all of the junk I'm auto-subscribed to Mm -hmm. so that I can make way for actual emails that I want, specifically newsletters that I want to read. So um, we'll probably be talking a little bit more about newsletters, but I wanted to highlight one of them for Do Better White People. So Rachel Ricketts has a newsletter. She is a multi-hyphenate queer black woman who is a racial justice educator, author, speaker, lawyer. Like she's so many things. She's also a mystic Mm. and more. She has a a new book out now called Do Better Spiritual Activism for Fighting and Healing from White Supremacy. Supremacy. Um, I haven't read the book yet, but I wanted to shout out her newsletter. It's really great. It's like aesthetically very pleasing. It highlights things like BIPOC organizations to donate to, but then also spiritual and healing practices. It's just a really nice balance uh, to get in a newsletter. And I think it's really great. So we will link to that in the show notes. Amazing. All right, let's get into the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what you've been watching? Well, we finally got the second season DVDs of Northern Exposure. So we have started the second season of that show, which I talked about a little bit ago. And then uh, just again, want to emphasize that I'm watching Riverdale, the newest season. Um, They're about to do a seven year jump. It'll be very interesting. But the reason why I wanted to bring up Riverdale yet again, um, one day this will be a Riverdale podcast. But until that day. I wanted to thank everyone who took my call for DMing me. If you watch the show seriously, um, it has been so fun to talk with unhappy hour listeners about Riverdale plots that are happening. Um, it really has just been bringing me a lot of joy. So not only am I watching Riverdale, I am actively talking about it with our listeners and it makes me so happy. And if you missed that call out and you currently are watching Riverdale, you are welcome in my DMs. Um, I would love to talk about how insane that show is. (laughs) What season is it on? It's on season five. What about you? What are you watching this week? Not Riverdale, but uh, yeah, (laughs) I haven't really watched anything new. I'm still watching the West Wing at this Mm -hmm. point. It's, it's, there's always, I think, a hump whenever I uh, start watching something where it's like, I'm never really that committed to it. And then you reach that point where you're like, I need to watch this right now and need to finish every single episode. I need to know what these characters are going to do. Yeah, where it's I don't know if it's just like that moment where the show just becomes familiar as like it's the thing that you put on when mm, you sit I down. See, I see. Yeah. And I've reached that five seasons in with the West Wing where it's I'm just like powering through even though this is when it starts getting kind of shitty but anyway I'm watching that it's great to live uh, in this fantasy world in which insane things happen but they still manage to like I don't know do good shit (laughs) 
I just like, I don't know. You've never seen the West Wing. It is truly insane mm-hmm. because they have this very like real to life. This is how the West Wing operates. Um, and also it's like run by all of these ideologues who like want the world to be a good place and they're actually good people. But also if all the things that happen in that show happened in real life, we'd be like, it would be insane. <laughs> Like his daughter is kidnapped at one point. He tried, someone tries to assassinate him. Like <laughs> multiple staffers die at some point. Like there's so much shit that happens that in, if, if this were real life, it would be, there's no way we would survive. <laughs> Saying what we just went through, that's after what we just went through for four years. Anyway, so the West Wing is what I'm watching. What is your non TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is one that I'm really sorry to say. Okay, basically last Saturday I was standing around and I was like, hmm, do I want to read? Do I want to watch TV? And then there was a part of me that was like, wait, I think I want to work out right now. And which is the first time that like I work out regularly, but I never think like, oh, I want my body to do these things it's usually like oh i i I want to feel better eventually so i will do this now but the reason i got to that point of like i want and it's not like i wake up every day feeling this but in that moment the reason i felt that way where i was excited to work out and then did is because of bar three Mm -hmm. bar is the like type of workout that's like I don't really know much about it as far as like being based on ballerina stuff. I don't really see that all that much, but uh bar three is a specific company. They're not paying me to say this. It's just a really great online workout. I love my favorite instructors are Krista joy and Andrew, <laughs> and they just like have really great modifications. And it's very much like these are things that are going to make you feel strong and like make you feel like you know your body and like don't do things that hurt it. And like, I don't know, it's and it's to music and like it's hard. But the way that you can filter the workouts, you can do 10 minutes, a half hour. It's just a really great site. And it reminded me of a couple weeks ago, you talked about like a habit app Mm -hmm. that like gives a star for every time you do a thing. Bar three (laughs) has like a little... Yeah, exactly. It has like a little icon every time you work out. And it it has made me realize like, oh, wow, look at all the times that I've done it this month. And that like and now I'm like, yeah, I want another sticker. Um, they works. tricked me. It works. Um, and so, yeah, it really has been helping me feel better. So sorry. My my chaser is bar three. <laughs> and working out as long as you're apologizing that is acceptable thank you yeah what about you what's your non-tv chaser um not working out that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) i would say this week my chaser this isn't anything like super exciting or new but i've been trying to cook a lot more and like Mm -hmm. prepare stuff i i probably just said this during a chaser but yeah, I feel like I hit a, a wall last week where I was like ordering a whole bunch of food every night where I was like, I can't be bothered to cook. And this week I did get over um, when I got back from the holidays, a giant wooden cutting board. And I'm mm-hmm. getting very into trying to cut stuff better. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. My brain is leaking out um, vocabulary skills and being replaced with knife skills. There we go. Um, So 
learning how to cook uh, cook better and cut stuff as my chaser. <laughs> nothing it. nothing gets your anger out more and your and your like malaise than cutting up something with a big knife. Food. And that's it for today's show. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want even more Unhappy Hour shit, like the full video of our guest complainer interviews, the extended version of our interviews, uh, and bonus Worst Things First stories, you can head straight to my Patreon page. Uh, You can also uh, subscribe to this show. Head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, wherever you get this podcast. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Yinka Rickford-Anguin, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. It's raining, man. (laughs) (laughs) Did not sound anything like that song. (laughs) Not at all. Okay. Alrighty. Well, I was saying I so I I make this lentil soup, um, hot stuff, hot sexy stuff. <laughs> nobody loves, nobody gets more turned on than hearing someone say I made lentil soup. <laughs> um, and yes, I'm always in the back of my mind thinking. Or is what I'm saying sexy right yeah, now? Yeah, is my future husband listening to this right, podcast exactly. right now? Exactly. 